What's up, guys? Welcome to Pages of Fandom, Episode 5. Originally, the idea here was to do the Superman movie review, but we're having a little trouble getting everybody to watch it because we want everybody to have seen it within a week's time, and that just doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to be working for us right now. So we are going to be skipping the movie review and going right back into a comic book conversation. And Greg actually has our topic for today, but I'm Willie Bush, Reploid Bill. I'm uh, Greg Smith, LGT. Shane McCree, Proto Guy. Oh, yeah, I thought we lost him again. All right, Greg. <laughs> What's going yeah, on? Yeah, okay. So, you know, uh, first we start off talking about um, the the difference between, okay, and it's not, I don't want to start on this topic because I don't want to get off on a tangent, but when you see uh, pictures online of, uh, okay, All right, well, hold on. Raven. Hold on. Before you, before you do that, then let's do our uh, current issues. Okay. Because each uh, what time. What are reading and stuff? Oh, yeah, what you're reading, uh, current thing you're watching, something like that. Talk a little bit about some stuff. Right now, I know Shane's current issue is he's been watching the crap out of that Jessica Jones. Right, right. I should do that, too. But I've been watching, um, man, yeah, I didn't know about that at all, actually. But that's one of those ones like Daredevil where it's all right there, isn't it? Yeah. Where you yeah. just, like, binge watch everything infinitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, only thir- it's only 13 episodes just like Daredevil. I really do like that idea, though. That Daredevil was the shit. And it, it was yeah. awesome. Jessica Jones is pretty damn good as well. Yeah. Huh. The, yeah, I mean, I've been only... I mean, we've both been watching The Flash, too, right? You're keeping up with that? Yes. I, I, I mean, I, yeah. yes, I've been keeping up with Flash and Arrow. Do you watch... Uh, well, you don't need to watch the new Doctor Who's, though, right? I am on season six. Okay. Yeah, because that's what I'm usually watching, so when I wait for TV to come on, it's Flash and then... Uh, Doctor Who, or whatever, and Doctor Who's almost done. They've got the Christmas special coming up, and then so it's a couple more episodes, and then Christmas episode, and then that's it. The season, and they, so. And then they move on to season 10. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm just waiting for them to kill uh, Clara off, the his current companion. So, she's been around way too long. <sighs> Yeah, I'm. I'm told she's been around since season seven. Oh yeah. 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 So that's pretty much what I've been doing. I don't know. Pretty tough, you know. Got the kid now or whatever. So uh, watching stuff is weird. The timing's got to be just right. So I usually have to wait to watch it. Like I didn't watch the last Doctor Who yet. I'll probably try to squeeze that in tonight sometime. By the way, I don't know if this. Oh. this since this is a fandom show. I do want to mention, Greg, that I did read something. When you watch the new Doctor Who. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He may as well just unplug that mic. It doesn't work for him. So while we're waiting for him to figure out what happened and get back on here, you can still hear me, right, Greg? Yeah, yeah, we're good. (laughs) Okay. I thought maybe he said a joke that only you could hear. <laughs> nope. Um, okay, my current issue that I'm doing right now is I am reading Volume 3 of the DC 52 Justice League. Okay. And I'm going to okay. tell you something. It's really yeah. good. I'm enjoying it. But it did ruin something for me. 
reading the Justice League Volume 3, The War of Atlantis, has led me to realize that the Throne of Atlantis movie that came out, those animateds, it sucks. (laughs) That movie's awful now. It's awful because they screwed themselves. They didn't, they did not introduce in Justice League War, which is Justice League Volume 1, instead of introducing Aquaman, they introduced, uh, uh, Shazam. And then because of that, Shazam is supposed to be introduced in Volume 3. And there was supposed to be a war for the throne. Well, the problem is that since they already had Aquaman in the books, it plays out completely different. Where in this movie, they didn't have Aquaman, so they had to, like, have Aquaman have bar fights, and then, like, he lived in a lighthouse, and the Atlanteans tried to kill him, and somehow he ended up with the Justice League, and it's just, it just, it's too, it's too forced, way too forced, and it's it's because they screwed up. They didn't they didn't think it through, and they produced this movie, and the director was all like, "I don't want to just tell the same story that was on paper because I don't I don't want to do that. That's not me." Well, I, I got to be individual. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes it's not up to you, motherfucker. And because you decided to fuck with the formula in the first movie and change shit so you could do it your way, you fucked them on the next movie because they're they seem to be doing movies for the volumes now. Cuz volume 1 got a movie and volume 3 got a movie. Volume 2 is just a giant fucking retcon. It just randomly jumps through through 5 years and tries to explain what all you've missed. And it's not that good. Yeah. Well, I mean, DC 52 is crazy to me because they kind of run through all the major events of the original Earth, uh, but just really, really fast. Yeah. Like they're just like, okay, here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this. You're like, Jesus. That's exactly like that. what uh, Volume 2 of the Justice League is. It just says, oh, five years ago, two weeks ago, uh, fucking, you know, one year ago. And it literally jumps that random. And, like, it, right. it does weird things. Like, there's one point where Batman is like, there's a reason we don't allow other people in the Justice League. We let one guy into the Watchtower, and remember how that turned out? And then it, like, just shows a flash. It's it's like, it's one panel, one fucking picture, and it just shows the Martian Manhunter, and it says, like, three years ago or some shit, and it shows the Martian Manhunter, like, fighting the entire League by himself and rocking him. And then, on, right. then like, two panels underneath it says something like, uh present day and it shows him like staring off into the sky and he says um he what what is it he says uh he says they're not ready yet Hmm. and i'm like you can't just do that because never do i remember a time where where the martian manhunter was an enemy of the league and that would have been an amazing book and they just they just give it like a footnote. Yeah, like, by the way, in our retcon, uh, one time we fought the Martian Manhunter. I'm like, fucking what? Yeah, because you know in the new Fifty Two, he's part of a different team of heroes that like he's I don't in, know what they're doing. He's in the Justice League of America. 
Yeah, when they get on, uh, like, the anti-Justice League people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I want them to fight against Batman. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, yeah. It's pretty good. Hmm. Well, is Shane back yet? No. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's, good. it's a lot of editing you're gonna have to do here. You just leave it raw for the. No, I'm just I'm just going with it. There's not much, there's not much to this show. It's just a fandom show. We're just running with it. So mm-hmm. if I can't get him back, it'll just be us talking about this stuff. But that was my current issue and yours. And he's been watching Jessica Jones. If he doesn't get back in here, um, and and really. It is a good show, but it it is also what you think it is. It's um, it's very much a um. I don't know how to explain it. It's it's very much like it's well, a good like a sitcom or something. No. It's a good it's a good Marvel show. I mean it is, but um I've only seen like five episodes and her enemy is the purple man. Okay. And I guess there's a couple little things in it that really stand out, but for the most part it's really just a a solid series. I mean the, the I I'm not I can't complain about it, but I'm not going to like I'm not going to be pulled in and tell you that it's the greatest series that there's been either. Like there's always a hype to new series that come out and it kind of yeah, yeah. puts me off of them sometimes because yeah. I feel like you don't really know the extent of how good or bad a series really is until it puts like a year on its age and then you can look back on it and you could say, "Oh my god, I can I just can't believe they were hitting so many points so well." Like right. like now that it's years later, if you go back and you watch like if you go back and you watch say Jurassic Park, the first movie, that yeah. movie <laughs> has one of the greatest pacings I've ever seen in movies, period. Like every time you think something has gone as far as it's going to go, like it just pushes again, and it never seems to be a mo- like the whole movie is just, just like a ride in how suspense is supposed to work. Right, Jurassic Park is shit. So that that's always interesting to me. Yeah. I'm gonna try to call him one more time here, but um. I mean, he's still on the line, though, isn't he? It shows me. I think I thought he was. Nope. No, I'm just now trying to call him again. So, what was your topic today? All right. Yeah. So we were talking about. Uh, well, first we were talking about over-sexualizing different versions of characters, but then I guess if you look deeper into the issue, I guess the question would be: Why was Raven from Teen Titans? Like, if you look up Ravens, Raven, Teen Titan Raven online, Google search. Go to the images section, you immediately see the only pictures you'll see. I didn't see a scene. I mean, for hundreds of pictures straight is uh, the cartoon Teen Titans TV show Raven. And I'm thinking, well, what the hell? The other Raven's been in the comic books for years. And uh, more more recently, she's definitely overly sexualized, like like crazier than she's ever been before. But why aren't there pictures of her 
in that kind of pose. It's only about the little cartoon one. The, so uh, then we started the talking anime-esque about anime-esque version but, of the character seems to be seems to be ridiculously sexualized. Yeah, where the comic book character who is a lot more grown up and is a lot more skimpy and sexualized in the book, she's not receiving. Like it's not the. I I get where you're going with this. You're wondering why. Or maybe you're just saying like an irritation of. Yeah, yeah, like, right. Like, like you could choose a grown female, um, looks like a girl you would actually have sex with in real life, kind of person. Or you could be like, well, or people are like, you know what? I'm going to draw the skimpier versions of the cartoon one, which is clearly a younger kind of. I guess even in the drawing, I don't know. They could be just as old, but you know what I'm saying. They oh, just no. look younger. I'm I'm almost positive she's like. Uh, now I guess I guess the same like you were saying. I can't guarantee nothing, but I have a feeling that they were all supposed to be like 14. Where right, the yeah. actual Teen Titans, I'm not even 100 percent sure why they were called the Teen Titans, because the original book that I remember, Nightwing was leading them, and there's no way he was a teenager. Exactly. Yeah, right. So, but see, then, then we, then the question came up, right, though, that you said is, uh, or I guess we've got to the point of where it's not really about, I mean, yeah, it's weird that they choose that one, but I think they choose that one because that's the one they're used to, because that's all they know. So if you ask Shane, who is, you know, hopefully he reconnects or something, but, uh, you know, he's one of those people where everything he bases off of is off the TV shows, then <clears throat> he knows nothing of the real Raven. But I would actually say in this instance, for me, I think that uh, the Raven from the cartoon series actually is probably the one I know more as well. Because in the comics, she was kind of lame to me. I didn't really dig her powers or whatever. But in the TV show, she's sassy and stuff. And, you know, so I get the appeal. But, uh, yeah, I just don't really, you know, I don't know. I guess I guess we can talk about how people only know the movie versions of characters. And I've I've come to find that out myself. A lot, actually, that um, if you talk about, okay, like, it's interesting to talk to somebody about Batman that has only grown up knowing Batman from one show to another show to another show. Like, that's what they right. know. They know shows, and that's all they know. And what's interesting about that is that, I don't know how to explain it, like, Okay, Jason Todd is the best way to explain it. Like, in the show, in order to get Jason Todd in there, they kind of did like a combination of Jason Todd and Tim Drake is the Robin that shows up in, uh, in like the animated series, like volume four, which I believe they were calling, they were calling Mm -hmm. that the new adventures of Batman and Robin at the time. Yeah. And that was when they took our our animated series, and for like the last season, they altered the um the way that it the way that it looked, like the animation style changed. And it was interesting to try to talk to people about like Jason Todd, because everybody seems to know that there was a Jason that died, but right. none of them seem to know why. Hmm. That's interesting, yeah. Like, cause they, cause that, it doesn't show them. It doesn't show that. And then it wasn't until like 
the PG movie that finally came out under the Red Hood where people were like, oh, I know all about Jason Todd. But then right. you get to talking to them, and the only thing they know is that movie. Yep. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Where I'm, but, I mean, I, it's not all bad is what I guess I would say because I like the fact that people learn about this and they want to – and they want to be a part of the conversation, but, uh, you know, yeah, if you try to talk to somebody and you're like, hey, remember that time the guy did this, and then, or they say that, and then you kind of look at them like, uh, that never happened. Oh, yeah. And then they're, and they're like, oh, no, it did. It happened in this movie I saw, and I'm like, yeah, like, uh, no, nope, didn't happen. <laughs> like, not, a, not that way, so... There, we're yeah, going I, through, we're going through something like that because of the MCU now, too. Yeah. Everybody seems to think they know Marvel, but the truth of it is like they're just spouting off crap from the movies. And then, holy crap, I hope you didn't base your comic book knowledge off the X-Men movies because oh, holy man. shit. Yeah, yeah, you'd be thinking all kinds of crazy shit. Like everything yeah. in the X-Men movies, like literally almost every single thing in those movies is wrong. Yeah, they should have a disclaimer when they when you go see it. It's like, uh, you know, warning. This is complete bullshit. Yeah, it like, kind of blows my mind. If you want the truth, yeah, like literally, it blows me away. I'm like, what? Why? Like, okay, like Lady Deathstrike is a fucking footnote in the second movie. She literally yeah. is controlled by Striker, and then she like fights Wolverine and she has the claws and but she but no but she's also wrong too because she's she's adamantium. Right. And right. she was part of her irritation was that if I'm not mistaken, and it's been a while, so forgive me if I'm wrong, yeah, but right. I believe that her dad was the one that that created the process to manipulate the adamantium and Wolverine during his escape killed him and that was her hatred towards him that he had killed her father and then i, I believe that's correct actually I, i'm not really 100 percent on either it's been a long time and they really were they were together days. before that weren't they yes him, yep. yeah yeah him, her name was like yodako and they were an item for a little while and then like i said he kills her dad and then she comes after him and in the in her pursuit to kill him, she like replaces her arms and parts of her head, and she like mechanized. She turned herself into like a living weapon cyborg, but she didn't have adamantium talons or none of that shit. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, like this is wrong. You know, I don't I don't even remember much about her. I know that in the um, the '90s cartoon is where. I learned the most about her, I guess. And that was way back. I also you know? don't believe she has a healing factor like Wolverine, but that movie, they they just, like, made basically a female Wolverine to fight him. Oh, shit, you're right. I don't think she does either. But I didn't really even notice that on the, on the movie. And then the, o- like... the only other thing I could say is that that's X-23, but that... That fucking seems messed up, too, because to make X-23 a combination of, like, X-23 and Lady Deathstrike, and you put him into the same fucking character, and then she dies in, like, a ten-minute fight, 
Like, that's kind of yeah. messed up, too. Yeah, because then you're like, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense, you know? And let's, like, let's hope, let's hope and pray that people are not basing their knowledge of the Green Lantern Corps off oh, Ryan man. Reynolds. Oh, man. I mean, bless Ryan Reynolds' heart. I've seen him in some really crazy good movies, but my goodness, yeah. He was, there. he was a bad choice for Hal Jordan. I, I yeah. honestly feel like his attitude and the kind of characters that he plays well, and I've seen him play serious characters, so please nobody jump my ass here, but but this is this is just the way I see it. I feel like he's going to pull off Deadpool. Given the chance oh, yeah, to do a sure. real Deadpool, he'll pull it off. But I yeah. also feel like if you were going to make him part of the Lantern Corps, they should have done that movie with Kyle Rayner. Right, yeah. Because I feel that's like I, I feel like he matches that personality more. And that you know that's what I felt like when I was watching the movie. I was like, they got this guy all wrong. Like this isn't even you know like Kyle Jordan doesn't joke like this when he does his powers, you know. But but Kyle Rayner kind of does say stuff. Uh, I don't know if it's joking. It's not like Deadpool style of joking, but you I, know, I does, have noticed. I've noticed that in the DC fifty two they give him. It's it's a really weird mix. He's kind of like a joker. He's not quite as serious as the rest of the league, but he is still really super serious because at the end of the second volume of the Justice League, there's this giant fight because of uh because of Graves where the Justice League ends up fighting with each other and it's caught on tape. It's caught on film and then shown to the world and the world is freaking out and they're they're basically looking for a scapegoat and he goes he goes you know what i'm gonna be honest with you guys he says the justice league cannot disband it needs a scapegoat i threw the first punch blame me i'm a reckless loose cannon kick me out of the league and they're like no we can't do that and he's like i'm not asking you i'm telling you because the justice league is needed here and truth be told, I have a lot of other tw- other work to do in the rest of the galaxy. And he right. just teleported himself off the station and took the blame for what happened so that the Justice League could continue undisrupted. And right. that is kind of his character. He's It's kind of like when Coast City got destroyed, he, he's one of those guys that's so utterly dedicated that sometimes he's... Sometimes he's the kind of guy that could go the sinister route. Right, yeah. Right. And you didn't get that at all from the Kyle yeah, Rayner movie. From Sorry, I call it the Kyle Rayner movie because that's who he should have been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he you don't get any of that. I mean, you just get a joking, like, you know, he's not even really that serious. Even when, it, even when shit gets real, he's still joking. And you're like, you're like oh, uh, all right, well, uh, you know, and then... You know, I guess they did get it down. The only thing I thought they did real well was stop him from doing crazy stuff with his ring. Like, I don't remember him doing anything outrageous, which is kind of Kyle Rayner's thing, you know. Well, I see, think they did do the no, classic. But, but they did because he saves that woman by creating a, uh, a like, Hot Wheels track and puts her in a car and drives her all the way down this oh, track. Shit. With, you remember? Yeah, I totally forgot about that, but you're so, right. That's totally a Kyle Rayner thing. Yeah, and that's a Kyle that's, Rayner thing. Wow. Yeah, because that's something that, you know, I mean, Hal Jordan's all about, like, making a spaceship and shit. Like, a, you know, he'll make a, a fighter jet or something. So 
Each one of them forms their imagination. It, it, it runs on two aspects, imagination, visual, visualization, and then the will to make those things real. Well, what he understands is real is he understands spaceships, jets, tanks, uh, missiles. That's how he understands. It's how he sees combat, where, you know, you go to John, and he has a very different idea of combat because he's very much like, He's very much like he understands AK-47s and M4s and shit like that. And yeah. throwing throwing like a green grenade. And then you go over to, say, Guy Gardner, and he like throws out hammers and chainsaws and giant fists. And what they do is a part of their personality where Kyle Rayner, if I'm not mistaken, he was a manga artist. Yeah, I don't. Even, yeah. I don't even think he was a comic book artist. I think he was a manga artist. I think they say that specifically. Sorry, did you hear that? Yeah, what was that? Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm going that. No <laughs> <laughs> good. So when you take a guy like that, he sees combat in crazy, ridiculous Japanese manga style combat. Like he turns into big mechs. And then he won't even punch you with, like, the big mech. He'll turn into a big mech, and then, like, the cockpit will open up, and a guy will come out with a gun and shoot at you or something. Like, just ridiculous crap. And that is that is a Kyle Rayner thing. Right. So, I just, I don't understand that movie. And it, and that's that's not really, our thing here is we're talking about how people are kind of getting lost in this, I'm going to call it the easy path. It's easier to yeah. watch a cartoon show or a series or the MCU movies and think you know what comic right. books are. And I'm not trying to be elitist here either because I hate those pricks also. Right. Yeah. Those guys that are like, those movies are garbage because they never follow the books. I enjoyed the X-Men movies for what it was worth. They're at least one and two. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know... It, it, and the X-Men movies are going to be like any other movie. There's going to be hits and there's going to be duds. It's going to happen. It's a giant franchise now. But I enjoy them for what they are. But I'm also not blind to the fact that they're ridiculously incorrect. Like, I, I enjoyed the first two Fantastic Four movies. You want the truth of it. I didn't quite agree with what they did to the surfer. But in right, terms yeah. of a standalone movie just being a concept superhero, I don't know shit about these characters' movie, it works. Yep. No, I agree with you. It's uh everybody's got that shortcut now though, so they think that they know as much. So, you know, one thing that I don't like, and that's what this has always been a pet peeve of mine, but this is a perfect example, is uh uh I'll say his name right for everybody, Thanos in Marvel. Uh <laughs> in, in the Marvel universe. He's a beast. He's an absolute monster, and people can see that in the movies. You know, we were just talking about that today where you can tell that he, you know, like, oh, man, you can see he's just strong and really powerful. But the level of, like, intelligence of this guy and the level of just, just outrageous power and his deviousness and his uh, strategy is so crazy, but no one's going to ever see any of that. So all anybody ever does is draw a picture of him with a mother effing infinity gauntlet on as if that's the only thing he's ever done. And it's so freaking annoying because people are like oh without the gauntlet he couldn't do anything and i'm like are you kidding me how do you think he got the gauntlet in the first place 
And they're like, oh, because he sent Ronan to get it in the movie. I'm like, oh, damn it. That's not what happened. Like, it's not at all what happened. So in the comic books, he actually went through and he fought all the elders of the universe that, that had these gems forever. So people are like, who? Who's the strongest guy in the universe? Oh, that guy uh, just happens to have a red gem on his forehead. Oh, okay. And then, and then Thanos actually went and beat that guy um, with trickery and strategy and stuff like that. And then he stole it from him, then went on and got the rest of the gems like that. So, you know, everybody thinks that uh, he went and sent other people to do it for him. But, yeah, he didn't do that shit. And actually, no one in the universe even remembered the gems until he went and got them. And then Adam Warlock went around and got the heroes to stop him. So, obviously, they can't do that in a movie. But if all you know is the movie, then you don't really know what what actually happens. So, it, like, downplays what a character is actually worth, I guess, is what I would say. Like, uh, I mean, even Jessica Jones, like, I, I don't know if the series is that good, how it is. But the Daredevil series played Daredevil up to exactly what I think he is. And then I think later in the comics he gets more broke than that, though. So, you know, I don't know if the series will ever go that, you know, that deep. But I think you know more about that. You're the Daredevil guy. So later on in the comics, he, um, at least, at least to my knowledge, he'll he'll be, he's instrumental very soon. Now that the Jessica Jones thing has happened, and the Daredevil has happened. There be, there's an area in time where I think Daredevil really hit it off major, where Daredevil was running around with Daredevil, the Punisher, and uh, Moon Knight for a while. Like, those three had a thing running for a while. And yeah. they were kind of like enforcers, basically. They kind of walk a gray line. And he does... He's like He's like a normal dude, but there's something crazy about him because even Captain America has admitted on multiple occasions that if those two fought for real, like, serious combat fight, he feels that without without being incredibly careful, he would get yeah. beat by right. Daredevil. Yeah, because I think it's kind of like a Spider-Sense kind of thing where, um, you know, like, Spider-Man without a Spider-Sense would be just a strong guy with, you know, you get what I'm going at here. He'd just be a strong dude with um, some kind of powers, right? But if he was, you know, but with his spider sense, you can't hit him. Like, that's what makes him, like, uh, you know, crazy good. I mean, so there's, that's what I feel like Daredevil has is that spider sense where, you know, if he if he didn't have the ability to tell your punches were coming, you know, obviously he'd just get his butt kicked. But, I mean, when Captain America, as fast as he is, swings at you, you can hear it coming. You can at least lift your hand up to block it. Right. Even if you can't dodge it. So I don't know. It just kind of, it's that edge he's got that makes him really interesting, but at the same time, he is just a dude. So I don't know. You know. Later on, he'll get real interesting, especially around season two when they put Electra and they start moving in with the hand ninjas and whatnot and the clan and everything. Yeah. That's, that's when he'll start to come into his, his more presence. Like right now, they're just setting the framework on the Daredevil thing. Right. I am I am back now. Dang. Whoa. Bring the pain. I'm sorry, my internet completely went my internet went out for a minute. Uh okay. And I had to restart my computer and everything, so I am back now. Alright, well what we're cool. talking about is we're talking about how how people and you're majorly guilty of this 
people take this easy route now that it's in front of them, and they miss out on an awful lot by taking the easy route. And I'm not trying to sound like an elitist, I'll say that again, but to be honest, when your experience comes from, like, like you read Justice League Volume 1, but you also watched Justice League War. Now, if you watch Throne of Atlantis and then read Justice League Volume 3, you'll see that the easy route hurt them because sometimes the movies will change aspects or screw up a character to get what they want out of their storyline, but then it doesn't coincide with what the comics are, and it kind of hurts kind of hurts your overall knowledge base of things like like with Jason Todd you didn't really know anything about Jason Todd until under the red hood you probably only knew that he was a robin that died yes yes i didn't know anything about him until you explained to me who he was i mean i knew he was a robin i knew he died i didn't know much about him after that And he was he was talking about how like how a lot of people because because if you don't read the books, you simply don't know. You see Thanos in the movies and of course the movies are adding up to the Infinity Gauntlet. And what they're going to do is they're going to make it seem like that was his only shining moment. And that's going to be it. Like like once the movies get to that point, they're just going to end Thanos and they're going to move on. Yeah. And they're going to make it seem like, a, you know, they'll beat him some easy way and some, like, you know, outthinking him when actually the only way they beat him in the first place was that the devil convinced him. And, you know, the devil's like the master manipulator that he was like, hey, why don't you give these heroes a fighting chance? Why don't you give them a, why don't you just give them a chance to just hit you once and see if they can do anything? And he was like, you know what? Sure. He was like, I'm fair. Well, I'm he, sporting. He played off of a, he played, well, what, what really happened in that fight was, he was winning, and because he was winning, Lady Death looked bored. She wasn't interested, and he was trying. Yeah, he was, was trying like, to court death. And because he was trying to court death, like the devil was like, you know, women like it when you persevere, when you when you move up, and when you take a challenge and you win. And it, yeah. and if you right now with all the power you possess, you can't lose so it's it it's just not going to work for i have a feeling that if you continue on this route that you're never going to get you're never going to be with death and then he was like oh well he was like perhaps perhaps if i just simply did not use the gauntlet yeah right which you know what though even in the comic he says that he's like okay i'm gonna fight him without the gauntlet but then but then he smashes nova into cubes and I don't think that that's something he could do without the gauntlet. So I'm like, you cheating motherfucker. Well, but, he also, Wolverine was one of the first people to get an actual hit on him, like stabbed him in the back, and he was like, oh, yeah. well, fuck that. And he turned Wolverine into rubber. Yeah. And Wolverine well, was they, just laying on the ground all screwed up. Actually, Wolverine got a, what, what was cool about that moment, though, is if you read all the way, his whole quest to get the gems and all the way, you know, when you read all, all the way up to that, uh, it's really cool because the heroes that are left to fight him is Captain America, you know, Wolverine, um, Cyclops. Well, there's there's a bunch of people, Thor, like all the mainstays, the most famous ones. And uh, 
at the time. And so, like, each one of them gets their shining moment against him. So even a god with an infinity gauntlet, you know, not insta-killing him like he could, though, they all kind of got their little their little extra in on there. So uh, it was pretty cool, I thought, because um, Wolverine actually got a kill shot. And it was saying in the comic, you know, had Thanos been, you know, a human at the time, or, like, not a god, that it would have been a kill shot and would have actually got him. Had he been mortal. Huh? Had he been mortal. Yeah. They said that he actually not had, you know, so they're like, oh, normally what would be a super secret, one in a million chance sneak attack, you know, shot on him, you know, would kill him. But it's not, you know, they're like, but it's not Wolverine's day or something. And then he, then Thanos is like, whatever, you're dead. But... You know, Cyclops shoots him pretty hard, and then he's like, ah, here's a square cube over your face, and you're going to suffocate in space. Like, like, um, this is going to be a conversation. We're going to have to do, like, two or three parts to this, I'm sure. But, oh, um, but Shane, because you are the easiest way to talk about this, like, what about a movie or something that you've seen where you think you know some of the lineage, and we'll try to let you know, like how your perception of that, because you only have the show, is actually different from what was really going on. Well, you said uh, you just said a movie, right? A, a movie or, an, or a series or something. Well, I would use The Flash, but Greg has pointed out multiple times to me that just because I know what's going on in the show doesn't mean I actually know what the character's all about. Because I don't, I, I have never read, you know, a Flash comic. I mean, oh no, don't get me wrong, I've read Flashpoint, but I only read like the main entry into Flashpoint, like the main arc. Yeah, right. And um, so I know some things about the Flash. I don't know everything, and I think that. I, I would like to say that, because he's my favorite DC character, I would like to say that I know a lot about him. And the show has helped me learn more about him. But then it gets to the point where I can't tell if the show has got his powers right or if... Because I always thought he was super fast, but apparently he's not fast. He just, everything around him is is almost at a uh, at a standstill. Yeah, but did you, okay, so we can get on this tangent real quick. I just want to throw this out there. This, that TV show, The Flash, I love it, but it mm-hmm. pisses me off because it's like they can't decide what they want his power to be. Like, they're not really sure. So even in the first, I did a video on it, and the, that one review, I think it's posted, right? I, I don't yeah, know, it's been it so is. long, but. It's up. But, um, but in that, I even talked about, man, you know, it's the first season, and they, or first five episodes or something, and they, they kind of get his powers all weird. Like, they're like, hey, go ahead and run really fast, and we'll watch you. And it's like, okay, maybe he's not as fast at that time or whatever, but the way they describe his speed is weird. But you're right, in the comics, it's actually the fact that time pretty much comes to a standstill around him, and he could just walk if he wanted to really fast over, you know, to, like, the counter of the store and grab a Snickers and run, and he could just walk back to his car and then un like snap his fingers or whatever, and then oh, speed force is done. Now I can just now I'm in normal world time or whatever. So I don't know. It's kind of a uh, but that would make him too broke, right? But you remember the last couple episodes when uh uh the villain came back? Man, um, 
Harrison Wells. Yes. And uh, they shot at him. And that is truly the only scene I think it was so awesome because that's actually how fast Barry Allen is. That's that's how ridiculous fast he was. He was so fast he caught two bullets one way, spun around, and caught the other one as he uh, stopped and slid on the ground. And then he and then he was like, whew. He was like, man, that was close. But that's what his speed kind of – his speed power is. It's not that he moves fast. It's that everything slows down. Oh. Okay, so – and the show is only getting – the show doesn't really go into a great amount of detail about that. And so I, I, I never knew that until you guys clarified that he's not an actual speedster. He just runs really, really fast because you – I've told you about this. And actually we had a conversation at work about this um, yeah. that it was um, – I make fun of how they killed off Quicksilver in uh, right. Age of Ultron. And I told you this, Greg, like, you know how when he pushes them out of the way? Yeah. And he, get, and he gets shot up. I'm like, well, the Flash would have pushed them out of the way, sat down, had a cup of tea, ran around the world, and then dodged the bullets. Yeah. Exactly. That's how broke the Flash is. Yeah. And the only way that- Flash's villains get him is because the comics let him. Like, I don't know. It's just he, he is too broke. I mean, if you get to the... Before they rebooted and stuff in DC, he's just he's just stupid fast. Like you can't, I don't know. It's just sometimes it's not really exciting because you know the enemies can't beat him up. But I like to see him in JLA and stuff. Well, you know that's that's one of those things though that because of the way his powers work, there's there's weirdness to him. Like I sometimes it blows my mind who beats him. Like, and, and who, like, powers are a strange thing in comic books and shows. They're incredibly inconsistent depending on who's writing for, for yeah. it. Yeah. Because you'll constantly see him, like, um, most recently I told you I was going back through the, uh, the 97 JLA run. Well, there's yeah. one part where he's actually up against another speedster, and they're both running. And this is this is Wally. It's not it's not Barry, but it's the same concept. Right. And they're both running, and the other speedster is way faster. And so all of a sudden, he starts talking. He starts talking about something that Barry taught him. He calls it a flash fact. And yeah, starts, I love when he says that. That's one of the staples of his yep. comics. You know, so. He starts running really, really fast, and he starts talking about how the physics of the actual universe break down as he reaches a certain point of speed, and then he runs ahead of the dude, goes all the way around the planet, comes back, and delivers this punch and says something like, uh, it doesn't matter how strong he is. Even if he was as powerful as Superman at this speed, he will feel it. And he connects. He's like, bow! And he gets this one punch and sends the dude literally up into the sky. And the dude comes down like he's a comet and crashes into the earth like a meteorite. And then he runs up on the dude, sees that the dude is out, and then runs to catch everybody else. And I... And like, but then like, okay, you see a move like that, and he had all this trouble taking this dude out. But then there's a weird moment in the comic where literally, before all this went down, his girlfriend is like, 
It's like, Wally, you said you'd pick up the dry cleaning. And before she could continue what she said, she was like, I know this is important, but... And he literally says, did you need anything else? And everything she needed, all of her dry cleaning is is on the on the table and it's all folded and she he did that in between the word but and could right i mean that's what that's what i'm saying though like it's it's almost like okay there's there's a comic where he he lost his speed wally west did and then over like four comics he he got it back and then when he got it back <clears throat> he hugged iris and Right at that panel, he goes, I hugged her for six months. And then, because he said he'd never been as powerful as he was at that time or something. And then he's like, there was some quote like, yeah, I hugged her. I must have hugged her for six months or three months straight. And I'm thinking, holy shit. You know how long you slowed down time? Like how hard you slowed time down so that you hugged her in the what? A, what a, a normal hug's probably like a minute if it's like a really heartfelt one or something. And then he slows it down to six damn months. Well, the other You're question like, is, how is he aging? Like, you get oh, the speed. That's what I mean. That's you know he's like invincible. Like, um, you know, I, that's why I say like I sometimes think he could beat Superman if he could hurt him a little better. Right. But uh, you, I mean, there's in, in Infinite Crisis, he had his throat slit by a uh, cheetah and um, like literally almost cut his head off, but he just. He speeds up his molecules into the speed force really fast in his body. Like, he goes into the speed force, then his body heals, like, super quick. And they do that in the TV show, too. Um, I mean, he doesn't, like, focus it or whatever to heal, but he just kind of goes to bed and wakes up healed. So. Yeah. It's kind of that, yeah. And Superman is one of those characters that if you only know him through the shows or the movies, you don't know anything. Yeah, and you know what, I was, I was going to say this too before I forget, but Shane, Shane, this is exactly what we're talking about though. So like these, each moment when you read a comic book, you know, like we're not all going to latch on to the same moment, but if you read it and you're thinking, then you, and you see it, something happen and you kind of like lock it in your head and you're like, oh man, that was sweet. And then you remember it. So then when someone says something like, hey, I think so-and-so can beat Thanos. And I say, ha, ha, ha. Well, there was one time when he punched a planet into pieces and then he smacked it against Galactus's face or, so, you know, something outrageous. And then you're like, and then you're like, oh, oh, I didn't know that. And then if you don't come back with something your guy did that's equally as broke, then clearly you can't beat Thanos. So that's what, you know, that's kind of what it's about. Or just the fact you could talk about stuff. So if someone says, hey, does this power work like this or this? And then you can debate it. Because you know what you've seen, and then they might say, well, I saw an issue where they did this. So it's just kind of mm. out there. Mm. It's like, mm. Reading the books is not just important to us. Uh, it's, it's important in multiple ways. And it's not just like, oh, well, you don't know anything about the stories. The thing about reading a book is that every single moment in time is paused and you can study it both artistically and kind of like in a uh how do i put this not psychological but um kind of like a philosophical thing like you can you can break the characters down and the in the books 
scene by scene and learn so much more about the actual character from just one book than an entire season of a show could teach you. Okay. And that's that's what I mean. Like, like we just talked about The Flash. Like, you could have learned everything that we just mentioned by reading 14 issues of JLA. And that doesn't even focus on The Flash. It's talking about everybody. But the moments that you get from The Flash, if you're willing to stop and look and pay attention and read his parts, you will mm-hmm. learn things about that character that that the show will never show you. Because the show has him fucking throwing lightning bolts. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is thrown... He does lightning. He does lightning when um when he uh runs his, when he runs super fast. He can throw his own lightning that comes off of him when he runs. Well, I'm gonna tell you this: I've never seen that flash fact ever. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I've never seen him throw his own lightning. Cause I don't yeah, even I don't know, even we... think it works like that. The lightning in general is like an effect of him breaking time i don't i don't think it's actually got anything to do with his speed and that's another thing too like in the show he's very obviously they if they can track his speed then he's running fast mm-hmm. he's not slowing time he's running fast the actual speed force moves them through time yes they do move fast because they themselves you imagine they have to understand that they're running fast because when you run on water, there's no way you could be running at normal speed for a normal guy and be running on the water right. and not, like, it's weird. Yeah, not break the water, yeah, right. Yeah, and not, not break the water, because if you're just slowing time, it doesn't work that way. But it's it's a weird combination of both. While they do move fast, there comes a point when, as they're tapping into the speed force, there comes a point when you stop moving fast and you actually start breaking time barriers and you move to a completely different understanding of how those powers work. Where right now, they have him running on a treadmill or they're like putting a little sensor on him and they're like, you're moving at 498 miles an hour. And I'm like, that seems really slow to me. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean let, let, to be honest... A guy running at 498 miles an hour. I'm not going to say I actually know exactly how fast that is, but I don't know if that's fast enough that a human foot, like, is that fast enough for a human foot to hit water and have enough tension in the water to be able to move onto another step of water? I don't know. We're getting, we're getting technical into this because I was going to say that Wally West, uh, and this is something that I was wanting to bring up to Shane too, if it gets him excited for comics, but, uh, like Green Lantern, Flash, Superboy. So all the versions of, okay, so even like Nightwing and stuff, you know how they're all slightly different than the, than their mentors or whatever, right? So, yeah. like, uh, like, so Hal Jordan does, uh, you know, he does his thing. He's the, he's the strongest willed, okay? He's the absolute, Strongest willpower. He puts up a barrier. You can't smash it. All right. He's the he's the guiding light of the Green Lantern. But then you have Kyle Rayner, who's his understudy guy, comes after him and can 
do crazy stuff with his ring, like terraform planets. Uh, I mean, just, just they're talking, they're talking crazy stuff, like insane, but he just doesn't have quite the same willpower though. Like he can, he's every time I've seen him get beat, he gets beat pretty easy, like against certain people. Um, when I, when I don't think he should, but sometimes they'll be like, well, he's, you know, uh, use more willpower or whatever. Anyway, so for Flash, Wally West is not as fast as Barry, but he's the one that learned how to do all the fancy tricks, like tornado hands and uh, um, taking, like when he was running against Superman, he was like, he was like, I really don't want you to follow me. And Superman's like, I'm going to follow you anyway because he's running away from him. And then he was like, don't make me take your speed. And what he was going to do is run straight, but then cut and do a circle or like he described in his head. And he's like, he can run anyway. It's all this physics stuff, right? So he's going to run a circle around Superman, zap his speed away from him and make him just fly through the air uncontrollably and crash into everything. But then he's like, well, I don't want to do that because I don't want to cause a bunch of damage to everything and get Superman pissed off at me. But so then he just ran really fast anyway. So, um, yeah, I don't know. So he's the one that manipulates the speed force a little bit more. So, uh, he can slow things down more, I think, than Barry can, but I, I don't know. Somehow Barry's still faster. But Wally West is the one that always had those super slow stuff. Now, I am confused on one thing right here. Yeah. And that is, you, we've all see, said that, you know, that, you know, how Jordan is the best of the Green Lanterns. Yeah. Now, my question is I don't this. believe that, but keep going. <laughs> uh, it's just it, – it's all a matter of perception, but I, I, I think that – I think that by sheer will alone, which is the driving force of the Green Lantern's power, he – Hal Jordan is the pinnacle. But every person has a strength. Like he was telling you about Wally. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about Wally is because he wasn't as fast – in the in in the in the JLA run, this is before Barry comes back from the dead, because right. Barry was he fast for a long time. But actually, yeah. for a while, Wally is referred in the books as being faster than Barry. But what was going on was not that he was faster. He while while physically Barry is faster, uh-huh. Wally can tap into the speed force at a higher rate, which allows him to get more powers out of it. He's yeah, the like, w- he's the one that shoots tornadoes and shit, like, for, like, what the video game did and stuff. And he's, he's right. the one, he's the one that figured out that if he, if he runs at a specific speed, or he's actually the one that figured out that with the correct frequency, he can vibrate straight through solid objects. He's the no, one that he- figured out you could do all that retarded shit. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like Barry may be the the sec. He's not obviously. We I know that he's not the original Flash. The original Flash is Jay Garrett. Yeah, for the but, retcon but, and all that. Yeah. But it almost seems like, um, yeah, uh, Barry may be faster than uh, uh, Wally. But it seems like Wally knows us how to do everything else better. Yeah, the, the only the only way they kind of got a aha moment on on everybody was that um in Flash Rebirth they explained that uh Barry Allen is the source of 
the the um, Speed Force. Like he is the start and the end, and obviously, if you know about how he turned to a lightning bolt, and that's the same bolt that hit himself, yada yada thing. So he's the uh, he's the one that makes it, and then like Professor Zoom uses it, and then uh, um, or Professor Zoom uses a negative version that's created from it when it's made, and then Wally uses it very well. Like he's taps into it, like uh, Bill was saying, like crazy good. Um, Jay Garrick can tap into it, but not as well. And uh, let me think who else is there. Bart. Bart is from the future, and he can do some weird stuff, too, with it. But uh, he seems to be the slowest one. I think. Well, not slower than Jay. Jay, Jay Garrick is pretty slow. Yeah, but Jay Bart. Garrick is also, like, 76 or some shit. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. He so fought, he fought in World run. War II. Right. Well, I was going to say, so the faster Barry runs, and the more he runs, the more speed force is created. So the whole time that Barry was running, like, while he was alive, and especially now that he's back, it makes all the other speedsters crazy crazy faster, too. So they all kind of feed off of them. So when he was dead, though, I think it ran out, or it was running out, or something like that, and then he came back and it was all good. He's actually, you can see when he comes back... They changed his art style, too, because he's a little darker red, and he's always yeah. got lightning around him. Even when he's standing still, he's always pulsating, because he is the source now. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, what I was getting at with the whole uh, Hal Jordan and um, Kyle Rayner is yeah. that in the comic books now, Kyle Rayner is the only White Lantern, which means that you have to be some kind of special to be the entire to, to be a white lantern. Yeah, I've been reading those. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. with him being a white lantern and being that, because that's, that's like a pinnacle of all of of having all the emotions, uh, and, and being the like you know having the most, it would have seemed it would to me it would seem like that Kyle Rayner should have been the better, uh, the more will powerful willed Green Lantern over the fact over how because he is exactly. a White Lantern. Well, they they had a lot of um, a lot of good Kyle Rayner being the best kind of stuff happening. Um, I don't know before I, it was a while ago because he had Ion in him, so he actually had the willpower God thing inside of him, and then and then he was like unstoppable when he had that, and then when he's a White Lantern, he uh, I mean he was pretty unstoppable then too. You can't even kill him because he can just come back to life. So. I'm not really sure. I don't know. They just they just like him a lot, but they actually just retconned. I mean, they didn't retcon it, but they had the last issue. Um, I think all the I think he gave up being a White Lantern and sacrificed himself. Uh, and all the I don't know all the Lantern cores are like dead or something. I haven't read beyond that, but it uh, kind of got a little dark there at the end. I see. Okay. Yeah. That's in the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that comic book line is actually called, like, the Lantern Corps book, right? It's just referred to uh, as Lantern Corps? Yeah, there's, there, yeah, yeah, speaking, yeah, so, like, you know how Batman had, like, seven comic books? Yeah, Green Lantern's got a shitload, too. It's, like, Red Lantern Corps, you know, or it's Rage of the Red Lanterns, Green Lantern Corps, Green Lantern, yeah, just Green Lantern. I mean, it's just, there's there's a lot. Then there's the... The New Guardians, which is all the green, all the different colored lanterns together, just like Jesus, calm down, you know. Yeah, that's actually what 
keeps a lot of people from getting into comics, though, also, is because yeah. it can be difficult. If you're trying to, like, learn everything, you're going to drown. You, you basically got to pick somebody that you like or something yeah. that you like, and you've got to follow it. Yeah, and I wouldn't suggest, like, a new comic person picking up Batman or Green Lantern. There's just too many offshoots to keep track of. It'd be easier to do something that's, like, uh, I mean, even Superman, though, sometimes they have, like, action comics, and if he's in those, when they decide he's in those, and adventure comics. one thing that's helping now, especially with, like, with me, I don't actually buy the single issues the way I used to, because... I just, I can't, man. Like, I, I, I'm, I miss one, and then I have to hunt it down, and then it's a $40 fucking book. Fuck that. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's easier now and more practical for me now that all I want to do, all I want to do is read the fucking story. I'm not right. about, I'm not about collecting the way I used to be. I'm not about, like, I'm not about buying $70 books and shit. I'm working on four or five comic book runs. And I'll spend the money I need to to get those in the actual paperbacks. But otherwise, I bought the Green Lantern books. And whenever an event happens, one of the cool things that they're doing now in DC, thank God, finally, when a major event happens that includes all of those different Lantern books, they they just release the event book. So when I read Green Lantern and I get to issue 17, issue 17 will tell me that this is so-and-so event. And it's going right. to cross over between the four books, the Red Lantern books and the Green Lantern books and the Lantern Corps books. So I just went out and I bought the event. Because the only thing I'm following is the Green Lantern. That's it. It's the only thing I'm following. And when an event happens that's going to feature the Green Lantern, I buy the event. But I'm not going to buy the fucking Red Lantern books because that's not what I'm reading right now. Right. So yeah, like that's... That's really now, where the big difference comes in with that kind of stuff anyway. Now, for me, the reason why it's easier for me to gravitate towards the the shows and ignore the comics is because I can keep up with the shows. But you can keep com- up with the comics. The comics are only on, like, Volume 6 for the Justice League. Well, see, this is why you got, you got good friends that come into play. Like, if you want to read some crazy Flash stuff, you just got to catch me on a good day or whatever, and I'll go upstairs in the attic and bust out some uh, some crazy Flash shit if you want to read it. I mean, I don't know. Did you ever read the Flash Rebirth when Barry Allen came back? No. Because that, uh, I mean, you if know, I just give you that alone, that's, that's like six issues no. or something, maybe seven. But it's uh, no. it's pretty much will explain all of Professor Zoom. Like, his abilities, it explains how the Speed Force works, it explains the Black Flash, it explains all kinds of stuff. Shane, Mm -hmm. you went to the comic book store, and you bought exactly what he's talking about. Six books, an arc. You bought the arc. You never, you yes, he never even cracked the books open. 
and literally about five months after he bought those books and never read them, he gave them to me. They're sitting in my box right now in a single binder. Yeah. Well, well, really? you can still borrow one of them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought I lost my the comics I bought because I I told when I moved I didn't I I misplaced a few things and uh, no the day you came over with all of your hero clicks you gave me your box of hero clicks and you gave me like three different comic series right hmm. <laughs> and I remember oh. even asking you I said did you even read these and you were like I looked through them. Well, that was a different time, you know. Who wants to read them now? <laughs> See, I think that if if you're even and if you even have the iota of wanting to get into it, now is the time. The the longer you delay, the more impossible it's going to be. The DC fifty two is your chance to read comic books because you don't have to buy all the paperbacks. Every single thing in the DC-52 is being released in graphic novel format. Everything. Pick one series and just start buying the volumes. And you can easily keep up now. They're only on, like, volume six of the Justice League. And that's pretty much the marker comic. You can tell how far the rest of the series is by looking at where the Justice League is. Because every time there's an event the Justice League is usually following it. So if there's six volumes of the Justice League, more than likely, everything else is either on volume six or lower. Okay. Well, that seems to be... That would mean you'd need six Flash books. Twelve books if you want to see everything he's doing in the League. Well, that's not that bad. It's just that for me, I've always I've always thought that comic books uh, were hard to keep up with because they have you have your main arc and then each character's got their own arc and there's like a million a million different you know members of the Justice League and they each got their own damn arc and it's like I don't care about that that pointless character. Okay, well, to be fair, we are at the end of our show, and at the end of our show, one of the things we do here is each of us gets to say something we'd like to add to the uh, topics. And I do have one, and it's exactly what you're talking about. I would like to say what has changed in terms of how comic books are for the reader as opposed to when we were kids and now. And I think in terms of that topic, I know exactly what I'd like to talk about. I would like to talk about how when I was a kid, I could read a Batman issue or I could buy like a Batman or a Flash or whatever I bought, and they were single stories. Sometimes they'd go two or three comics, but most all the time they were single stories. Nowadays, there's no such thing. And it's right. proof that all of them can be released in volumes because the Justice League doesn't just have one-off stories. And Batman doesn't just have one-off stories. Every single thing written in comic books today is an arc. Everything. Yeah. You go, you buy the first eight volume, you buy the first eight books of Flash, it's one 
arc. The next book doesn't just show you something that he does or take you on an adventure. It immediately goes into the next ten book arc. And that's changed the way that comic books are. And it has made it a little tougher because you used to be able, if you really wanted to, you can look back on like old Batman or something and you can just go to a search engine and be like, what are the top 40 greatest Batman stories? And they'll just be like, buy these fucking 20 arcs and you'll know everything you ever needed to know about Batman because everything else is just adventures. Right. But now, every moment you wait, every issue that comes out, every month that you procrastinate on getting into it makes it that much more difficult because now you can't miss issues. If you miss an issue, you're fucked because there's no such thing as the one-off issue anymore. It does not exist. Everything is an arc, and I think that's something I'd like to talk about. Hmm. You guys have anything? I'm trying to think here. We should talk about... Hmm. I don't know. Uh, How about story arcs and comics that you didn't expect? Or like incidents and comics that changed the world? I don't know. Okay. Um... I mean, I have one already, but I don't know if we could all think of a one comic thing where you read it or if you even knew about it. Because it's, it's kind of one of those things where if someone's on knew we were going to chat about it, you just go like Wikipedia and look up like top ten most shocking moments or something. <laughs> but but actually, you know, it's funny. I watched a video from a guy who was like ten most um, evil villains in the or evil incidents or something in comic books, and he named like. Five of the ones that everybody probably knows by now, and they're just, they were like real cliche stuff. It's not really evil though. It's kind of just like, you know, because when I think evil, I don't think like uh, like Thanos with Infinity Gauntlet. I don't think saying okay, kill half the people in the universe. I don't really think that's like evil. I guess I mean it is, but you know what I'm saying? It's not like maniacal. Like I'm gonna cut your hand off, then beat you with it, and then feed it to your da- daughter or something. You know, like right. it's not like it's not like crazy. That's, so yeah, that's some, the, that's some wicked shit, dude. He simply right, yeah. he simply no, moved right. his hand from left to right, and half the universe just disappeared. It wasn't. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah. It's it's a it's tragic, and you're like, oh shit, shit got real. But it it doesn't leave an impression because re- really. All he did was move his hand, and everybody – it was nice and clean. Everybody was just like, woo. Yeah, they just disappeared, died. That's it. Instantly dead. Yeah. And then and then it's kind of like not really – It's not know, like it's not when the – me. It's but. not the same thing where like when the Atlanteans attacked the surface world, they literally caused a giant tsunami that yeah. destroyed Gotham and Metropolis and killed right. – thousands of people and then marched up onto the shores for war like yeah. it, it was it I mean, was pretty graphic to watch thousands of people drown right right i know so we can we could do that like moments in the comics that shocked you maybe or like that you didn't expect they don't have to be crazy we don't have to get real cliche or real deep with it i guess but just i guess you turn the page of a panel and something you didn't expect you know yeah, for me it would be the Court of Owls when Batman lost his mind and I lost mine with him. 
Yeah, I mean, I really want to say mine real bad, but I don't because I want to save it. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. But I, so what's up? I have, I have one. But what if we talk about the uh, since we're in the superhero talk? Why don't we talk about superheroes that we uh, we used to like despise? But then after learning more about them, ended up giving them a chance and actually liking them. That would be an I'm, interesting one. Yeah, because that's my whole childhood. I mean, I, I went I, from Marvel to DC, and that's crazy because I, I was all about Marvel when I was little. So I got, I got, I got a story. Because I've got a couple characters that I've uh, never really liked. And now that I've given them a chance... I've grown I've grown accustomed to them, and uh, I don't think they're that bad. Bill knows one of them already. Oh yeah, yeah. But see, that's that's the good part about reading comics with a bunch of people that read comics. Like, look, we just had a long discussion about it. You could you can go on about comics all day, but the another point is like I never really liked Daredevil that much. Like, never really even considered him like a, a good. I always I always knew his powers were kind of broken stuff, and I was like, yeah, all right, he can do this, but uh, good luck dodging a beam the size of a city building, you know, or stuff <laughs> like that. I'm like, whatever. And then, uh, you know, but when other people tell you about them, like, because they like them, it makes you have more of an appreciation for the character. Like, you start to realize, you know what, they're not bad on their own, you know, in their own world. Because a lot of the people I read about and stuff is really galactic fighting, which is why, like, like I followed Thanos out there. And that's why I read, like, Silver Surfer and stuff. And obviously those guys are in a totally different league than heroes on Earth usually are. So, oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so when someone says something about a character and I'm like, like, even Jessica Jones, I'm like, oh, what is this character? Third-rate character. I've heard her name forever. Is it even worth watching it? But then here we go, you know, Shane's going to go to work tomorrow, and he's going to tell me, dude, uh, Jessica Jones, episode seven, you've got to see it, yada, yada. And then, you know, so it's those kind of conversations that get people to, you know, you actually well, start appreciating the whole comic world instead of just your little bubble. Well, Greg, let me help you out there. Since I'm on episode 11, Greg, you really need to watch episode seven. It's actually really, really good. Whoa! <laughs> because I've already seen it. Seven? I'm gonna well, turn no. episode seven. No, uh, because no, they're all good. And you know, I hate to say this because I know it's probably going to aggravate Bill just a little bit, but because I finally gave Doctor Who a chance and I'm actually enjoying the show, uh, it, David Tennant being a bad guy is fucking awesome. Right. So well, that is. I'm I'm enjoying the shit out of that. Good. Yeah. Hey guys, did you like that podcast? If so, head on over to fandomnight.com where you can check out all of our videos, our other members' videos, and subscribe to the RSS feed to get constant podcasts every other day. Later on.